where I could have chosen to be more loving or more compassionate. There wasn't anything judgmental about it, but clearly it was for my review, and I have the sense that somehow or another that there were amends that I needed to make. I had the sense that I was supposed to baptize myself, and I went into the pool and just fell back into the water and went back upstairs to my room. When I reached my room, I had the incredible urge to go to my laptop computer, and I started typing, and my fingers were going faster than anything that I had ever been able to do before. And on the screen were these incredible words, Fear not, my little one. I have never left you alone. I started crying. It was a breathtaking moment. I just knew that something was communicating with me. I recognized the voice. I recognized the tenor and the tone of the message because I had been receiving messages through the Reverend June Gatlin out of Los Angeles for about seven years before, maybe once a year. And I knew that there was something very familiar about this. The letters just kept coming and they continue to keep coming. I have hundreds of them now. And some of them have been compiled into this book, The Sacred Yes. Many people ask me, how do I actually receive these messages and what does it feel like? Receiving the messages requires that I use senses that are beyond the mere senses that we ordinarily think of. To some extent, it's sound and to some extent, it's sight. It's very much vibration and energy as well. When the messages come to me, they come to me in the form of a letter, complete with punctuation. And what you hear here is the complete letter, void of cut and paste. When the letters come, I am awake, I am alert, I am lucid, I'm not in any kind of trance. To a certain extent, the letters are interactive, and if other people are in the room, there might be a discussion that goes on if they're asking questions and responses are coming back to them. I believe that each and every person has their way of connecting to the divine. I am very linguistically oriented. I am a public speaker and a teacher and a preacher and a poet and a lyricist. I'm a writer. I really connect with language. I love words, their nuances, their etymologies, and their meanings. I believe that other people might connect more personally through music or through art, maybe through gardening or through dance or movement. Each and every person has to find that place of authenticity within their own selves. As I started receiving these letters, I really didn't know what to make of it or what to do with it. It reminded me of the prophets of my childhood as I grew up a very fundamentalist Christian in the Los Angeles area. And quite frankly, I just never really believed in it. I wasn't sure what to make of it, but I didn't believe in it. And here, lo and behold, my search, my own spiritual journey had led me to this place. So one of the things that I've had to do is just give myself permission to connect in this way that is so obviously authentic to me. And I still find the process of sharing these letters a bit vulnerable. It's very personal. It's 
I think a little bit more than just sharing your diary. It's almost like sharing your therapist's notes. <laughs> but what I do know is that the messages are so exquisite. They're so profound. And even though they have come through me, they are obviously not just for me, but for us as a society. And I do believe that I'm in a sacred covenant and that it is my charge and responsibility to allow the messages to get out. Essentially, that, as it says in Scripture, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. The letters are not being shared for the purpose of converting or dictating or proselytizing. Even though the letters might not have come to you personally, pay close attention and listen, because you'll find that there's a message in it for you. It isn't necessary to listen to this program uh, sequentially, feel free to drop in at any point in time that you like. If you find that you're not understanding a message in its entirety at the moment, be patient with yourself. You may find that with review or repeated listenings, certain concepts and ideas will become clearer to you over time. This program has been organized so that each session is a complete experience. Session one is about our personal connection to the divine. Session two, spiritual identity, helps us to understand the nature of God and who we are as spiritual beings. Session three, principles in action, encourages us to expand our spiritual availability, and to put spiritual principles into action. Session four, Room Enough for All, invites us to live spiritual oneness so that the world is a more equitable and compassionate place in which to live. Every concept, every principle has a broad application. From the most personal and intimate level, to the most global concern. My former pastor, Reverend Dr. Morgan, used to say that the job of the spiritual counselor was to comfort the afflicted and to afflict the comfortable. And I believe that this series does a little bit of both. It is my hope that these letters will encourage you to deepen your own relationship with the divine. Whether or not you believe that this is the voice of God speaking or not, even if you challenge it, that's fine if it makes you search even deeper for your own personal connection. You don't need an intermediary. You can make the connection yourself. May this program bless you and help to illumine your path.
I speak to your heart. Good morning, my dear Reverend Deborah. It is indeed a good morning, because I am good all of the time, as you know. I so appreciate our times and our chats together. You speak to me always, and I am pleased that you bring to me the musings of your mind and the confusions lurking within your clarity. I come to you this day so that I may speak to your heart. You have come to understand that maintaining a prayerful state is not just about sending energy out into the ethers. It's not merely about trying to manipulate people, places, and things to turn out in your favor. Ultimately, prayer is about making the connection. As you so eloquently put it, there is a difference between communication and information dissemination. It is not a communication until the message is both received and understood. Just receiving information does not mean that one is, in fact, being communicated with. There must be a connection. There must be a communing at some level, even if it is in your so-called cyberspace. There must be a point of contact. Furthermore, within this point of contact, there must be understanding. I speak to your heart so that we may communicate. I speak to your heart so that there can be an understanding. However, you are well aware of the fact that I can only speak to your heart when your heart is indeed available to me. I am always available to you.